I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. to Solomon and Smith, the podcast. Based on Solomon and Smith, the show. Based on Solomon and Smith, the friendship. This week, we are chatting with professional matchmaker Sophie Papa Marco. Ooh. Yeah, put a little, little sex on the name there. And we are going to hear a set from comedian Brian Hatt. Very funny, very lovable, very sweet. He's an uncle and he's uh, coming right up. He's coming right up, but we also forgot to say, uh, I'm Smith. And I'm Solomon. Okay, but here's Brian Hat. Hello. Hello. Keep it going for your two lovely hosts here, Deanne and Jess. <laughs> I've heard Manther, I thought you were listening to your CD Walkman while I was up here. It's like, that guy's so fucking 90s, I love it. By the way, I don't know what those pills are called, but I'd like to buy a couple off of you because you seem like you're in a terrific mood. I'll have what she's swallowing. Am I right? <laughs> Guys? <Right? laughs> this is my impression of how you turn on Deanne Smith. <laughs> right? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But not at all. At the same time, um... <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed this about me yet, but I'm overweight. <laughs> I laughed too when I first heard. What? I don't even know why the guy at the gas station told me, to be honest with you. <laughs> Lucky that I did, though, right? Caught that just in time. <laughs> right? Uh, while we're on the subject, I do ask that you use that term, please. Overweight. Okay? Don't call people fat is my point. Right? It's not a sensitivity issue. I just think the term overweight makes it seem like I'm exceeding expectations. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sounds like I came in over quota. I like that. Right? Like, do you hear about Brian? He's overweight. Overweight? Wow. Where the fuck did he find the time? That's great. <laughs> overweight. Overachieving. Right? Just be kind, right? Particularly when addressing somebody's body. Right? I think we're all a little sensitive about our shapes. I always have been, right? Like high school wasn't easy. Being overweight in high school with the last name Hat, right? Pretty easy rhyme scheme for nicknames, <laughs> if you can imagine, right? 
overweight in high school, last name Hat. So, of course, everybody called me. Guy who got caught masturbating in the library. That's right. <laughs> think someone over there got it. All right, that's cute. That's cute. Would have been nice if it rhymed, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> they are teachers, for Christ's sake. So, let's put in the effort. All right, my parents are paying for this. Right? Do we have parents here tonight? Let me hear you. Really? It's Monday. Go home. What the fuck are you doing here? I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I understand. I have two beautiful young girls at home, and uh, as soon as I receive my ransom, I will release them. That is the deal. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They're never going home. Um, I found them. It's mine. No. <laughs> kidding. It's a joke. God, stop memorizing my face. Fuck. Okay. Just, I'm not I'm not a parent, nor am I a kidnapper, okay? I'm obviously too slow for that. Do the math. All right, kids are squirmy and smart on the internet. Uh, I am, though, very proud to be an uncle. Where are my uncles at? Let me hear you. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. He knows it. Sweet gig, isn't it, buddy? Yeah. Fucking right. Right? Like, to the point where, like, I don't know why, you know, people don't talk about this more, like, being an aunt or an uncle. Right? Because your whole life, all you ever get told is go to school, start, you know, get a job, start a family. Which is fine, obviously. But for the young people, don't be so quick to overlook aunt or uncle. Okay? It might just be enough for you. <laughs> right? I'm totally fulfilled. I'll tell you. Like, I have two nieces who I love like they are my own daughters. Big difference being, though, they cost me $60 a year. That's awesome. <laughs> right? I'm not picking up the tab on that shit. One of them takes a dump, I just leave the room. That's not my problem. <laughs> right? No expensive wipes or diapers. Right? Like, why would you own when you can uncle? Really think about that. <laughs> right? In today's economic climate, it just makes sense, right? It's just the kind of investment I can't make. That's some good mic technique right there. <laughs> I'm going to come over there and get real hot on that mic, if you don't mind. I want to make sure I'm picked up. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Um, I know. Segways? Forget them. Not tonight. You can edit something in there, okay? Um, you're a good-looking crowd, so you may not understand what I'm talking about here, but have you ever... Have you ever had sex with somebody so much better looking than you that you find yourself becoming suspicious of that person? <laughs> you know what I mean? You actually don't trust their motives. All right? Because I'm actually seeing a girl now, and she's like a 10. You know what I mean? And I'm just an 8. <laughs> right? Maybe a soft 9 under these nice lights, but, you know, an 8 on the streets. Right? <laughs> I don't want to sound insecure. I realize it's not particularly attractive, but I swear to God, every time we start doing it, my mind just starts filling up with paranoid thoughts. You know, like, what, it, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here, for one? Right? What is it? STDs? Daddy issues? Blurred vision? What is it? Right? None of these are deal breakers. I just want to know what's going on. Right? I'm just trying to relax and enjoy myself. Let me chill out here, okay? I'm not sure it's going too well, though. It's been eight months, and I still check to make sure my wallet's there every time she leaves. <laughs> right? How long does trust take, huh? Right? <laughs> How long you got to leave that in the crock pot, huh? I don't even know. <laughs> I'm done lost, you know. And sad, you know, I'm not the sad part, I suppose, but I like this girl. I genuinely like her. And it's been a long time since I, you know, would love somebody, if I dare say that much. Um, 
And I forgot how, uh, how you know, you know, when you love somebody, you try so hard to be perfect, which only you know uh, makes you realize how imperfect you are. Obviously, no one's perfect. Uh, for uh, what I'm talking about, we if we are compatible. There's no point to this. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> Just get out. Turn down. I don't want you to see these jokes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not now. Um, okay. We're very compatible, sexually, mostly. Uh, <laughs> right? There is one thing I get a little self-conscious about, because I've never felt very comfortable in that area, literally and figuratively. Um, talking about the old... Uh, Right? They can't see that, so you're going to have to whisper it into the microphone. That would be fine. Talk about going down, I think the kids say. Right? I'm not clitorate, if that makes any sense. You understand what I'm talking about? Right? And that bothers me, right? Because, you know, I want to make her as happy as possible, but every time I go down on her, I feel like a paranoid deer, you know, just grazing in the middle of hunting season. Just, oh. Right? Anything sexy about that, ladies? <laughs> Throw your hands up if you're getting wet. Who's moist? <laughs> Nobody? Bro, help me out? No? <laughs> All right. That's fine. Thank you. The three clap. I don't know. I don't know why I'm telling you this. All right. <laughs> I can't see you, I guess. That helps. Uh, I, I'm not even like, a, a, you know, the type of guy that likes to go on about his sex life. You know, I've never, I'm never into like getting into details. Uh, I'm not that type of guy. I'm not an alpha male, per se. I'm a beta, right? You can actually tell. I form a B if you, if you look closely. It's always a giveaway. Right? Like, it actually kind of makes me uncomfortable. It's that kind of thing. Like, here's a question I get from some of my more manly buddies, right, that just makes my skin crawl. You've probably heard this, gentlemen. Just, hey, you ever fuck a chick so hard that afterwards she's walking funny? <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Right? All I can think is, first of all, why you asking? Right? What fucking form are you filling in? Right? Secondly, the women I sleep with are walking funny when I meet them. Okay? Right? What, my Brad Pitt? I'm a tiger out there. I look for the sick and the wounded ones first. Right? Separate them from the healthy ones. <laughs> okay. Granted, that joke got a little rapey at the end. I'll be honest. Right, just imagine me as a tiger. That would be helpful. Okay. Well, what's going to tell you about me? I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but I do play one on Tinder. So if you see me out there, just keep up the lie. Right, <laughs> Daddy's trying to get laid. Right, about to uh, celebrate a birthday too. I'm excited for that. Um, I, I am actually uh, probably past the age most people, you know, celebrate their birthdays. But I, I'm going to power on. I, I don't know. I think I look pretty good for 43 years old, don't you think? Huh? Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, I'm only 38, but feeling good for 43. That's, that's okay, you know? I haven't been to a gym in 20 years, so that's something. Okay. Okay. Well, I just noticed your water bottle. I was like, it looks like soap. What are you drinking there? Okay. 
I probably should have prefaced this whole thing by telling you I got high before I got in here tonight. So if I just ask random questions to people in the dark, don't even worry about it. Okay, what else do I want to do? Um, uh, let me do this. On the off chance um, that one of you works for or knows somebody who works for the McDonald's Corporation, right? Uh, I'd like to make a suggestion as a frequent customer. Okay, I know what you're thinking. Where's he find the time between the gym and the gym? Don't worry about it. I'm actually very organized. Right? And those are two guys named Jim, to be honest with you. Uh, here's my suggestion, though, if you could pass it along, and that would be try to remember my face after you take my order. Right? Or, you know, ask my name. I'm fine with that. Do not, however, shout out my order. That would be great. Okay? It can be embarrassing. You know, I don't really need the strangers behind me knowing that I got three junior chickens and four apple pies at 2.30 in the morning on a Monday, okay? That's called McPrivileged Information. Look it up. All right, would you do that to somebody at a pharmacy? You know, just Vagisil, Vagisil! <laughs> Who's got the stinky puss? Let's go! Where's the bitch with the itch? Don't waste my time. I can sniff you out. Where the fuck are you? All right, I don't think I should leave it there. Um... <laughs> That was my plan, I'm not gonna lie to you. All right, I'm just gonna blow up all these balloons before I go. Maybe tuck a couple of home, ran out of condoms. <laughs> I know it sounds, sounds ridiculous, but I have a very odd looking penis. That's all you need to know. It's very, it's like a mushroom. Uh, but like shiitake, like the real, not like the more, okay, I gotta leave. That's it, my name's Brian Hay. You guys are lovely, thank you. Brian Hat, ladies and gentlemen! Oh, that was Brian Hat. I love that guy. He never ceases to make me laugh. And do you know what? Sometimes we play board games together because we're nerds. And coming right up now, <laughs> it's time to hear from our matchmaker, Sophie Papamarco. Uh, she is going to talk to us about dating out of your league or whether she even believes in leagues. Yeah. She's well, probably out of our league. I feel like she is. Good thing we have girlfriends. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot about that part. Let's hear from <laughs> Sophie. Sophie. Hi. Do you even believe in the concept of leagues? What is the oh. deal with dating in and out of your leagues? Tell us everything you know about leagues. I okay, so I have issues with the concept of leagues as um, as generally known. I think that when we talk about leagues, we talk we're talking about physical attraction. So yes. is somebody a two? Is somebody a ten? Is the seven dating a four? Stop. Yeah. What do you think, Jess? Is scale of one to ten? What? No, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm not wearing makeup. She's an eleven. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> we're all you. elevens here. Okay, and this perfect. dog. There's a cute chihuahua who's certainly a twelve. All right, uh. I, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I did. Please continue. <laughs> I I just told you I'm so uncomfortable with leagues, and then you asked me to write your friend. <laughs> it was like live, hot or not. It was very uncomfortable. Um, are you guys old enough to remember hot or not? Uh, barely. I, yeah. Was it an internet thing? It was an internet tell thing. Us, it was like tell us. It was like late 90s, early 90s, where basically, this is pre, like... I was just born. 
<laughs> That's why I'm so hot. I'm really young. <laughs> it was pre even Friendster, I think. Basically, like you go to a website and you upload your picture. Pre Friendster. Pre Friendster. This is like early internet. It's like prehistoric internet. Yeah. And you upload you upload your picture, and then the public basically rates you either hot or not, and you can go back and check on your votes. And people basically say. Red, no, not hot. Or green, yes, hot. And so, I don't know, teenage Sophie perhaps could like upload yeah. a photograph. Why would you do that to yourself? But because teenage Sophie is like, I want to know if boys think I'm cute. Yeah, yeah, she needs the validation. But you're also yeah. not you're not uploading the not hot pic. You're uploading your idea of the hottest pic. Oh, I was like 16. It was yeah. definitely I mean, an, they were all not hot pics. <laughs> but was there were there even <laughs> selfies then? Like, what were you? Were you setting up your camera? I believe it was a scanner from like a legit print photo right oh my God. yeah but, it would have had to have yeah. but what type of photo do you remember because it wouldn't be like a school photo no i think it was i, I actually <laughs> remember it was me in my friend's backyard okay my friend had a trampoline and we just took some photos and it was just me standing wearing like a cute little jersey and like looking like 16 how creepy am i i'm like tell me more about the trampoline <laughs> tell me what you were wearing and slow it down but <laughs> anyway was it your school uniform <laughs> <laughs> let's talk less about me and more about hot or not the concept in okay, general all right. this is getting into therapy territory but is that um, when you it was at the age when you discovered the idea of leagues was it hot or not and that i mean the 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 concept of a league oh i don't and know where all, you fit we all grew up in 80s comedies right so there if, are always leagues there are always leagues there's oh, always yeah, a nerdy guy true. and the hot girl and then somehow the nerdy guy gets a hot girl and it's like cool because like everyone's rooting for the nerdy guy yeah um no and I there's the classic hair up glasses on yes hair down <gasps> glasses on. mrs brown you're beautiful <laughs> and that was a movie she's out of my league i feel like that was actually the title of a rom-com no I don't know. Probably. I think Looks so. Right one. I think so. <laughs> She's out of my league. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it. I feel like it's never. He's out of my league, and I got him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, we need to talk about the gender no, breakdown of leagues. She's all that. Is the is the movie where? It's like, oh, it's a nerdy girl, and then the, guy, the like prom king is like, oh, I'm gonna make. I actually have never seen She's All That, but this is what I. This is what I believe. <laughs> We're just speculating about movies that may or may not exist. That's its own podcast. Isn't there a movie called Schlubby Guy, Hot Lady? It's <laughs> pretty much every rom com ever. Every single movie. Yeah. Oh man, let's get into it. Well, well, I feel like Jess, you have a story about when you discovered leagues were leagues. I mean, I guess in theory. I watched all those movies too. And so maybe I knew it was a concept, but I just remember personally, and I didn't upload photos of myself to know where I Good, fell. don't do that. I didn't ever. know. I, I wasn't that advanced with, with the internet. I, w- I wasn't, I I'll guess, I'll tell you right now, girl. eight on a good day. Eight on it. Thanks, Dee. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I was just trying to make you laugh. All right. Okay. I, and I just took it as a genuine compliment. I know. I, was like, I just thought of myself as more like a, a seven. I so. would happily accept it. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. I'd give you 10 on a good day, what? Jess. Eight on a regular day. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, thank you. Uh, I won't rate you guys, but I... I'm a six who carries yourself like a nine. So oh. just be as that's yeah, like I say you at. carry yourself like a ten. Don't act like Sweet. I didn't see this coordinated bra strap off the shoulder top situation. Oh my goodness. I am not even trying today. It's just... Just like, natural. It just, just comes. to look cute on a sad news day. Yeah. It is a sad news day. I... Okay, but forget it. Not talking about that for nope. a minute. No, nope. I do remember my... Like the first school dance. Um... Not, you know, I didn't know how guys saw me until we had a dance. I went to an all-girls school, so oh. um, so we had to dance with boys, and I I didn't wasn't one of the first people that got asked to dance or second or third. I remember waiting for a little while, and that was the first moment where I realized that I wasn't 
you know, top of the the league or whatever. I didn't know what, what number I was, but that was the first moment of a kind of rejection or realization that like, and my sister and I coined this idea of girl pretty and guy pretty. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, a lot of girls find certain girls pretty, but guys tended to go with the girls that were blonde and, and, and skinny, you know? I think that was... I don't know. That was the first time I, I felt that. I also, my mother was uh, has always been very attractive, and, Oof, and so mom people is a stone she's, cold fox. <laughs> she's a stone cold fox. Jess's mom. And I, I rem- people would always comment to me when I was growing up, "Your mother's so pretty. Your mother's so pretty. Oh, you look just like your dad." And I was <laughs> like, <laughs> and I didn't even take it that badly, but I knew that my dad wasn't as attractive as my mom, and that was, but that I just, my dad was a really good guy, and he had a lot of confidence, and. And, um, and like, good for him, you know, that he, your dad's a bit of a hottie, Is he? but like, it's, it's also just the difference between like how men and women are in the world. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, don't we, we value women, we being society and I'm not saying this is a good or right thing, but we value women for their physical attractiveness and we value men for their intelligence, humor, Mm -hmm. character generally. Right. Right. So Maybe your dad's like physically like a seven and your mom's a 10, but like personality wise, your dad's like a 12. My dad has a better personality for sure than my mom. Sorry, She'll do. Sorry She'll Jess's do. mom. No, she's great too, but, um, but we're talking yeah, in leagues, even though I'm like, no, no leagues are bad. Yeah. Kind of but thing. I guess that was when it, the, the idea first came into my head. It was a little bit my mom and my dad and also school dance and the first interaction with guys where you're like actually lined up, a song comes on and then it's like getting chosen for sports, you know, Mm -hmm. except for I got chosen for sports way earlier than I did to stairway to heaven. I mean, is there not stairway? That was a long time to be on the wall, you know, waiting like, I'm cool with this. I I didn't have a cell phone to look at. You also have this song like, red red wine that was like eighth grade school dances um but couldn't there not be the idea that like the boys were just shy to ask i mean when you get asked to dance doesn't necessarily in my mind that doesn't correlate to like how hot you are it definitely did does it It definitely did pretty girls just get snapped up immediately yeah it was always the same girls getting chosen so i was in the lower echelons i would sort of like sway to stairway with like my other like ugly friends i'm so happy (laughs) to just be hanging with dancing with my girlfriends and then let's start headbanging it gets fast we're really engaged in the song yes we're just fun we don't need we don't need to be asked yeah i mean that's what you do when you don't have a cell phone at that age right? oh my god we needed cell phones Yeah. yeah that's what was missing I guess that's what kids do now when they're at a school dance and they're not being asked to dance. They can look at their phone. Yeah. Are there still school dances? I don't know. Isn't there an app for that now? Like, yeah. Guys, I got, I got picked. I'm starting to think now I'm a nine that carries myself like a five. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in sweatpants today, everyone. Um, leagues. Physical attractiveness. But I feel like leagues as adults are also based based on other things, don't you think? Based on employment Based on well, as you get older, yeah. financial security is a big one. What else is there? Um, height doesn't matter what a guy looks like if he's over six feet, he's automatically hot. Height for guys yeah. is apparently huge. Yeah, and you can be a super like attractive like I don't know. You can be Tom Cruise and be five three, yeah, and then be on an online dating site and get picked over. Not that Tom Cruise is like a good guy to date or anything, but I'm just using him as an example of like a physically attractive shorter man. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough for guys who are under like five. Eight, I would say. Yeah, I've, I've heard that about about online dating. That yeah. that's a thing because I've heard it's it's the comeback that guys always use when women complain about 
how society puts so much pressure on women to look a certain way and be yeah. a certain way and they're mm-hmm. like oh yeah well um i'm short so yeah and they're just like oh, sorry i can't hear you up here <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> no that was like you know that jess knows that that was weird for me when i first started dating hannah who's taller she's like five eight i'm about yeah. five four i had only ever dated girls that were my height or smaller which I didn't even realize was a thing until I was like, oh, hey, like looking up. Because that, that was the general role that you sort of... <sighs> Took me a minute to get yeah. used to that. So I can only imagine what it would be like to be like a dude and have to look up at your girlfriend. <laughs> it's weird. It changes everything we think we know about gender relations. I, it's interesting because a lot of women come... I'm a matchmaker and a lot of women come to me and they're like, ah, I can't date anyone under six feet tall. I'm just not attracted to them, blah, blah, blah. Um, but men actually don't care. They're just like, I would be fine dating a woman of any height. She can tower over me, but I know that women feel weird about that. So hmm. that's actually interesting. Cause like not a lot of shorter guys are insecure about dating a taller woman, but they're just like, well, I know it's a thing for women because women want to be physically taken care of, feel protected, feel... I think it's also a body insecurity issue for a lot of women. To be bigger. We want to feel smaller. We want to feel like the girl. Like, I want to feel like a girl is a thing I hear all the time. Like, well, you are a girl. (laughs) Like, you can feel like a girl, but... um... I once hooked up with this guy who was a cyclist, and he was completely shaved, his legs, everything, and, and I felt so... Harry and I, I wasn't into it. I, it was like, oh my god, seal. I can't keep up with this guy's, you know, shaving. He's way more on top of this than I am, and I, it was a thought that I. It made me feel like less of a girl, and I, yeah, yeah. it's a, it's a thing. I mean, that was a hair thing, not a, not a height thing, but yeah, there's hair Same leaks. Deal. There's all sorts of leaks. <laughs> so how do you, how do you, what are the kinds of things that people come in and say, and uh, and how do your clients perceive leagues and how do you manage those kinds of expectations or oh that's a lot um, oh, that's a lot of questions and- <laughs> i think um i start to see patterns emerge after like a certain number of clients the, the men and this is again generalizing but this is like the overriding theme men are looking for somebody younger than them pretty um thin and pretty much that's the priorities and that's not all men i know hashtag not all men but like overriding themes like physical attraction is the number one thing and she has to be like television attractive mm-hmm. whereas women are like and they're not shy to say this to you no i'm like be very honest with me i'm not judging you and they're like oh i hate to say this but even if she's like a little bit overweight i'm not attracted or if she's like not super cute or if she's not white ooh, it gets weird ah, um that's white guys that say that or sometimes yeah sometimes non-white guys say they want oh yeah only white girls mm-hmm yeah Damn. that's a whole other podcast it's wow. a whole other podcast we didn't even consider the whole race thing that's, no yeah I, I feel inequipped unequipped to deal with it right now yeah. we're just yeah. like yeah. let's go back to uh, everyone's just backing away from yes. the mics height and weight um and and on the other side of things and we're we're going heteronormative here so i'm talking about straight men and straight women that's a different thing with no queer lesbians clients. aren't, aren't. Oh, we're gonna no. ask about queer yeah okay here. great yeah, yeah. sweet um but women physical attraction is you know it's it's there it's present but they're mostly looking for kind good sense of humor gentle not easy to anger not Mm -hmm. selfish like just like a decent human being um but also tall often so Mm -hmm. that's That's the one physical thing yes and it's crazy how often i get asked it like if a woman's five three and she's like, eh, I 
only date men who are six two and up. Like less what? than like ten to twelve percent of the male population is not taller than six feet. So you're cutting out like ninety percent of your dating yeah. pool. I feel like if you're five three, you gotta take one for the overall team. You gotta date that five five guy. But yeah. I like to wear heels and I like to feel like a girl. I want him to put me up on his shoulders at concerts. And you gotta wear one inch heels and date that five five guy. That five five guy's not bad. I wanna feel like a tiny baby ragdoll. <laughs> Turn me around. You need therapy lady and I match you up with this five five guy. Get out there. I would be a horrible match. But other than the height thing it seems that all the things that women are looking for are things that you would expect people just to have. Like how low are the standards? Like, I hope he doesn't anger easily. I know, Jesus. Um, I'm, oh, if man. he could only hit me once a week. Oh, yeah. oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. It, just, it sounded like it was going in that direction. But I mean, I mean, we're just like, I don't, I know there's a lot of decent men out there, but it's, are there though? Well, this is a totally how, different how podcast than you were expecting. <laughs> I'm going to defend an entire gender right now. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Here we go. Um, I've found, unfortunately, in my work and in my personal life, that there are more awesome women out there than awesome men, and that's just like single mm-hmm. awesome yeah. women. And I, I don't know why that is, and it's very disappointing, and it's the one thing that is like my biggest business problem. Mm-hmm. It's really hard. How does so? How does it work? What goes into maybe walk us through the matchmaking scenario? Okay, so somebody gives me money over the internet. That's step one. Yeah, I'm not a salesperson, so you need to like show interest. Um, then I send them a survey, a personality survey, so I get a, a sense of who they are what their dating history's been, what they're looking for in terms of like their future. May I interject here? Yeah. I'll say it's super intense. And the reason that I know this is oh. because Hannah, my girlfriend, was a part of your matchmaking service. <laughs> yes. She filled out the survey. It's super intense. And oh, wow. neither Hannah and I know how to play it cool. So you probably don't realize this. Within a week of us meeting, she sent me that survey. <gasps> and she was like, look, I manifested you. And honestly, like every part of her survey. I read it actually when I heard that you guys were dating. Yeah. I read it and like, I just kind of know of you peripherally right but i was like oh like good sense of humor and like i'm like that's what she was looking for in a woman was no she you. really nailed it yeah yeah but anyway it's intense and i remember looking at it myself thinking gosh i don't know if i've done enough like self-reflection to answer all these questions okay so i thought you were gonna say that hannah gave you a survey to fill out when you guys first started <laughs> yeah she was like her. what are you looking for <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh wow and, and you have uh so you have a database of people I'm nodding, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you have a database of people, yeah. and that you so they fill out a survey, and then you go through the the surveys that you have. I have well, a nerdy I have question. The, the survey, and then I meet them in person and take more notes and ask more questions because you have there's people are different on paper than they are in person. Yeah. So really, the survey is just a, for them to sort of get a sense of what they need and what they're looking for, and for me to get a sense of like who they think they are versus who they really are. And then when I meet them, it's like okay, then we sort of bridge the gap between mm-hmm. the two. This is my nerdy question. Do you just hold that information in your head, kind of free flow? Or do you then have like a spreadsheet with points? And um, I mean, I wouldn't know then how to take that information and turn it into making matches with people. Um, so I kept it in my head and a spreadsheet and um, my f- iPhone notes, which mm. is amazing because like I can like take notes while people are talking really quickly and easily. And then if like some somebody says, I want a partner who skis, like who cross country skis. So I write down cross country skiing and then I can just hit like search cross-country yes. skiing and then all the potential clients who have said that come up so yeah. then I can do more cross-referencing but now that I've got um, consultants working for me we're using matchmaking software which is interesting I, I think of it as the backup option yeah <laughs> and like go with your gut first go with your head first mm-hmm. 
the computer's going to throw some matches at you. People are better than computers in terms of matchmaking. So the computer's going to maybe say, here are the logical matches. Mm -hmm. And then you go through and say, you know what? That person won't work. But that person, I didn't even think of them. Mm -hmm. Let's let's, um, compare their information and see if that would be a fit. Do you find, it's my sense, based on nothing other than life experience, but that people um, sometimes think they want things maybe that aren't that don't turn out to be that important like something yes. like i want him to cross country ski and it's like you know what it doesn't matter that much if he cross country skis as long as he i don't know appreciates that you do it and has his own circle of fun or i don't know yeah i think a lot of people come to us saying like i need somebody who's got like a master's degree and <laughs> we're just like oh, okay so why is that important to you and right. then and yes. then we sort of like um defrag that and they're like well i want somebody who's like interested in the world and passionate about history i'm like well what if they're i don't know a college dropout who's interested in the world and passionate about history and reads books yeah and reads the newspaper and they're like oh some people it's very important if they're just like i'm a phd i need somebody who understands that life who has that drive who gets me i get that but if it's like i need this education I don't know. I need them to have this diploma on the wall for reasons of, I don't know, the fake status yes. or league. Yeah. yeah. Then we try to talk them out of that stuff. Good okay. call. And have you, um, and then what ha- do you, is there a follow up where you, they let you know if it worked out or yeah. what didn't work out? We ask for feedback. Okay. Um, we don't always get it. Okay. But we, like, I just, I want to hear like all the good, all the bad, unvarnished. I'm listening to such a smart ass move today. I was just thinking like, too busy fucking for feedback. Thanks, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. When they disappear, I'm like, oh yes, they're off to making love land. Something worked out. Will not be, will not be with this again. <laughs> making love land. In the with the circle of fun. I know we're still caught up on the fact that I said the phrase "circle of fun." I just looked at Jess like "circle of fun." I think I meant their own activities. Anyway, yeah. moving circle on. Yeah. So they check in oftentimes um, and tell me whether or not it worked out. Usually, it's just like dating. So it's like it was fine. They were nice. There was really nothing there. I mm-hmm. don't care to see them again. Maybe I'll hang out with them again. I don't know. Because um, it's like it seems to me that. If you have all of, if you have this uh, criteria and these surveys filled out and you can see what people's interests are and you can match them up based on all of these things on, on paper and even in your interactions with them, you're sort of guaranteed that those people could go out and have a good time, exactly. enjoy a date, it not be a waste of time. They had a lovely evening, but that other thing that spark that makes somebody fall for somebody, I just don't know how chemistry quantify yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You that's, can't. that's the thing we can't predict. No. No. Yeah. So somebody could be perfect for another person on paper and then I get so excited and then mm. I throw them together and I'm like, yeah, we had a great time. We'd had so much to talk about. I never want to kiss them ever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh no. Then you're like, do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but then they're friends and that's nice. And then yeah. maybe they have like common friends who are like similarly minded and could like set each other up. You're and like find that spark. Yeah. Jess, I was just thinking about you. I mean, you wouldn't have ordered up uh, until that moment straight Palestinian Muslim girl. <laughs> ordered it. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have ordered it up if I saw it on the menu. No. <laughs> but it all worked out. But then I was like, delicious. It was, exact, it was exactly the oh. dish you needed. <laughs> it was. I am very unpredictable with my I've never really had a type, mm. I don't think. Um, I don't know what, what attracts me. I think I, I do tend to fall pretty easily in love but it's never really expected and i can't say why or you know i yeah 
what I think, you know, I know what it is. The, it's, it's just because what attracts me to someone is such an intangible thing, which mm-hmm. is just them being good at something and being kind of and just being confident and sort of powerful in their world, whatever that is. Within their own circle of fun. Within their own <laughs> circle of fun. They're the one driving the circle. Um, I think you have a type of guy, though. At least I know your type yeah. of guy to some degree. What's your type of guy? Physically, uh, I mean. Physically? Yeah. I don't What's my type of guy? I feel like you like them, like kind of tall, brunette, little bit like they look like they could have followed fish back when you were following. Fish. <laughs> oh yeah, well I definitely they, had like, a phase of would have a yeah. beard or like yeah, beard for sure, but no hair color. I've been all over the map. Oh yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Um, but I did. I went, when I was in my fish, I've been through phases and when I was in my fish phase, um, and I still do like guys with beards, but, um, it would have been musicians, someone that was, cause that's what I was doing a lot of. So when I saw a guy in a band, yeah. I was into the guy in the band. Um, cause with the music is like a, they're like a manifestation of the music. Yeah. 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 And they're like in charge of the oh, whole musicians. thing and musicians. So that was a thing. I mean, I for sure like professor, anyone that's up in front <laughs> doing something, anyone that's up in front, in front of me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the waiter, the, yeah, yeah. whatever, whoever's standing <laughs> and talking at me. Um, I just, yeah, but people who are good at, good at something and and i think also with guys and i realize this with women to a certain extent if they're a little bit um hard to get a little bit kind of cold or tough on the exterior but they seem like they have a soft inside that i'm gonna like pull out you know like that's, one of those um that's my thing like a tootsie roll yeah yeah tootsie pop. <laughs> yeah like yeah exactly yeah you like when they're a little bit mean to everybody except you yeah when they choose you yeah exactly yeah. that's very that's a very empowering thing not it actually is but it feels like it psychologically so we're talking types what about you well we know your type well you you don't know maybe know your type so who you're with now is completely different the opposite from your regular type it's your usual type well i'll have jess tell you and then i'll tell you if she's Uh, right or wrong but she's gonna be right deanne typically dark stormy small (laughs) artist types (laughs) um in the arts yeah um that you tend to have to take care of to yeah. a certain extent yeah um very much keep you on your toes because yeah. trouble you, trouble you never really ice. know where the wind's blowing uh-huh <laughs> i don't know that it's very weather oriented <laughs> she really loves weather they're stormy people. they're wet they're <laughs> um, and and now your girlfriend physically is different she's not dark like dark hair oh, we don't need blonde. to go into that she's all awesome. she's a blonde she's, amazon she's yeah. tall she's got a job she's got a job uh, <laughs> no storminess to speak of no not at all all yeah. sunshine sunshine yeah. is the is the it's another weather descriptor yeah. but um yeah but, but you the, the, the sunshine after the storm so are you both saying that you should maybe play against your usual type yes. when dating to seek dating long-term success because i agree I'd with say you. so yeah. yeah do you try to talk people in, into going against their regular type because oh, i mean if they're goodness. there that stuff hasn't worked for them right so why not try something else yeah a lot of people are very set in their type I think when you're dating and you have an idea of who the person is, like mm-hmm. a very specific idea of who you're going to end up with, you're really doing yourself a disservice. You yeah. need to like keep it. Think about like what are your top priorities? Like what are your values? What do you need the most in a partner? And then, fine booty. Number one. Number one. Non-negotiable. <laughs> but what do you do when? Okay, I know we were going to talk about this, but what do you do when somebody comes in and they're like, and they have to be white? I just have to take accept off, that. You just take off that box. Yeah. Um, Do they ever couch it in, you know, just uh, a shared um, 
cultural history or like how do they say? <laughs> or like it was I, hard know, like, choking out like, the phrase cultural history like, wasn't you know, it or like I, I could imagine like a Jewish person saying you know I want the kid to to grow up uh with you know maybe go to, to Jewish school or celebrate the same holidays are we or, gonna go here because this, okay, no. this is a thing is it yeah a, let's go there I'm, I'm curious. Go here? We, we we can, can, if you're reluctant to go it makes we, you want to go there more. yeah <laughs> I'm, I am genuinely it's curious. uncomfortable it's uncomfortable um in a perfect world, we'd all be open to people of all ethnicities and origins and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, I think dating somebody culturally similar to you is totally fine. If you're like, my, you know, I'm Muslim or I'm Hindu or I'm Jewish and my family is very traditional. And I think it would be very important to me and to my family that I date somebody who's sort of within that. Like, I get that. That's yeah. that's totally acceptable. And And what I look for in matches is like similarities whether that's interests or values and like religions are values Mm -hmm. and so if you're a jewish lady and you want a jewish guy like more power to you that's fine when it gets weird is when um with exclusion and fetishization and Mm -hmm. stereotyping so like a white man who only dates asian women and won't look won't date anyone else or an asian man who won't date an asian woman at all um or what happens is when I when I um, talk to people about this, I have a little diagram which I call the circle of racism, nice. and I show like so I <laughs> like so the circle of fun, very yeah. different, yeah. different from the circle of fun. So the circle of racism it shows you um, who are the most. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. So everybody wants to date white men, pretty much. White men want to date most women, except for black women. Huh. Black women will date, will prefer to date white men or black men, but not Asian men. Right. Yeah. Asian men are open to dating whoever, but nobody wants to date Asian men except for like some some Asian women. Yeah. And I mean, again, generalizations. Oh but I've like, heard that before. Every, very uncomfortable. Is, no, but it's yeah. true. These are these line up with the things that I mean we see in the world. Um, yeah. I mean, if you look around you and you see in, uh, mixed race couples, if you're seeing an Asian couple or an Asian white couple, it's generally going to be an Asian woman yeah. and a white guy. I mean, it goes both ways, obviously, too. Um, but, yeah, not as frequently as... I mean, one that I remember growing up was I didn't see too many examples of Latin men with white women. But I saw a lot, a lot of, of Latin guys. women with white guys, which yeah. was my parents, although they were both Jewish, so I don't know if it counts exactly, but I just, I, and the reason I always understood that to a certain extent is because I couldn't really imagine white women being okay with like a machismo type of culture. Yeah, it's a cultural Whereas thing. Whereas I could like. see like a Latina woman being okay with a, a white guy that isn't so much into that machismo kind of culture mm-hmm. when white women come to me it's they're like 90 percent their preference is like i only want to date caucasian men yeah 90 percent, pretty much we got some work to do in this society yeah but at least we see from your circle that every group is racist to some degree right every group well, some has people its... get it worse than others though right like... well you're right yeah and like even even calling it like i called it the circle of racism a little bit like tongue-in-cheek i don't think because you don't want to date certain uh, ethnicities that I don't think that necessarily makes you racist, but that does make you a product of like a racist society. Yes. Yeah, sure. I mean, and we had to examine exactly right. right. So it's all I don't know. I'm going to go on the record and say it does make you racist. Mm. All white people are somewhat racist, and we all need to examine it and feel uncomfortable for half a second. Yeah, for half a second at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just well, half a second. <laughs> I just, I just want to put it out there that I'm married to someone who's not white, and uh, so and I just want to no, put it out there. I'm sorry, Jess. I'm sorry. And the, the matchmaker. 
her. my head in the air like I've, i still have to examine everything i've I only ever dated white men and like that, this is the thing that i'm sitting with right now mm-hmm. like is that just by circumstance or is that like a thing that i need to think about yeah yeah i've dated almost every group except for asian men yeah, so that lines up with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got yeah. in there with Mexicans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a Brazilian once. Okay, never mind. Okay, okay. He's okay. Latin, right? Yeah, okay. Phew. <laughs> I am the world. I am the children. Um, Sorry, if, everyone. If only, if only we could solve all of these issues just by you know bringing people together, make love, not war. It's dating is only one small segment of it, but um, it is definitely an interesting. It's a microcosm Way that it, of society, that it, yeah, really. That How it do plays we, out. Who yeah. do we value most in society? Who do we want to date most? Who do we want to date least? Like, it's just... It's also interesting because when it comes to personal relationships and dating and, and building families, um, there's so many examples of people who aren't racist, quote-unquote, in that they don't want racism in the world and they, they, they understand that there's systemic racism and that they maybe even are active and work towards um, changing that. But when their kid brings home a black guy, when their white daughter brings home a black right, man, right. that's where they're like... You know, and it's compl- they're all about black people having all the rights in the world or every group. And but somehow when it comes into their world in that way of we're going to make mixed race babies and now we're going to be part of your family. It like it really seems to be like the f- like a kind of another f- level of uh, acceptance that yeah. people have difficulty with. Yeah, I'd like to think that it's getting better, despite every sort of the external things that we're seeing and hearing right now in the headlines. I think that um, so like K-pop is kind of a big deal for like teen girls right now, like white teen girls. Right. So now like Asian men are being like sexualized, whereas we grew up with, you know, white people being like the Baywatch people and the 90210 people. Who am I thinking of? Whoa, that (laughs) Joey on Blossom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's definitely like. I can't do the whoa. Can anybody? I remember remember he had a thing like that. But I can't remember. Whoa. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> he was cute. My, the guy who I loved, who I, when I was at that school dance, and, and he didn't ask me to dance for Stairway to Heaven, and I was so sad. He was very tall, actually. Um, he looked like a, it was in grade six, but he looked like a, a young version of David Hasselhoff. Ooh. <laughs> I was that sounds gross. <laughs> a sexy 11 year old tall David Hasselhoff. A young David Hasselhoff. <laughs> I, was like, I was so into him. Yeah, he was so cute. Because I also thought David, because, okay, but I should just say that David Hasselhoff at the time was Knight Rider. Oh, and yeah. yeah. So it was a long Hit. time ago, and I was really into him during that time. It wasn't like Baywatch or anything that happened after. Um, Singing while the Berlin Wall came down. Was that was that was, that, was it the Hoff singing there? I don't He's remember. Huge in Germany, Big so in Germany. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Um, David Hasselhoff out of your league. What do you think? Out of everyone's league, yeah. Christ. Okay, it's Hasselhoff. It's the Hoff. It is the it's Hoff. The Hoff. Yeah. Even now, is he, was he like 60? He wouldn't look at my six, I, I six met out of him. ten. I met him in real life. <gasps> when I, yeah, when I was, but it was around the time of, of Night Rider. I was a kid and I was obsessed and I heard that we were in the Bahamas on a vacation and we heard that he was around the hotel and my cousins and I just, just hung around this casino that they let kids in for some reason because it was like Christmas and everyone's family was there and there was a restaurant. You can't justify this. That's there was, right. okay, whatever. We were in this casino and we just, we just were stalking him down and he's so tall that we ended up finding him and I went up to him and, and I, I was I think I was like too young to understand that he wouldn't have Kit with him and I was like 
excited so about cute. that. And I, anyways, I, I, I was really excited to see him and he did not care and was not nice. And to my, a child. Yeah. To and my grandmother Jess. got so mad. This is my grandmother from, from Peru. And, um, she really gave it to him. She just started telling him that I'd come all the way from Peru to see him, which wasn't true. I came from Canada and I didn't come to see him. We were on a family. <laughs> he just happened to be there, but she just really laid it to I him. Like and he was like, Oh, just, uh, talk to that person over there about getting an autograph photo. And, and then I was over him. I mean, it, it, that I know, ended over it. him. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So that, 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 was, but, that was before his, you know, drunken episodes with a cheeseburger or whatever, like happened on YouTube so below your league. Hawk <laughs> couldn't get you at this point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, he was out of my sights by the time I was like 12. I think I was over him. Um, yeah. I'm what about any, any celebs? you love that you think it would be in your league today okay okay so <laughs> are celebs out of everyone's league all of them I no so. you know what they're okay guys there's no leagues there's no there's leagues. No league. okay no. lay it down for us lay it down listen um so these are like i was also a woman a, a young woman who did not get asked to dance during stairway to heaven and i grew up thinking i wasn't attractive and then somewhere in like my mid to late twenties, something clicked and I just decided to be confident and own everything. And then all of a sudden all these like hot, hot, hot men were after me and I have kissed some of the hottest dudes and someone will look at me on the street and be like, you're a six out of 10. But these men look at me and think I'm a goddess because attraction is subjective and everybody can be attractive to somebody in a different degree. So you can look at someone and be like, that's the hottest person alive. I can be eh. And the other way around. Therefore, no leagues. It's just our own personal attractiveness through the eyes of other people. Beauty literally in the eye of the beholder. No leagues. Go get who you want. Don't let that stop you. Go. Okay. Well, I'd like to say thanks and goodbye to Sophie, but she just dropped the mic and then disappeared in a cloud of smoke. That was a powerful statement. She's gone. Thanks, Sophie. Thanks, Sophie. Thanks for tuning in. That's been the podcast. We heard from comedian Brian Hat. Follow him on Twitter at Brian, B-R-Y-A-N, Hat, two Ts. Uh, And we also heard from, obviously, our matchmaker. You can check out (sighs) Sophie's uh, (laughs) skills. Maybe you're single. Go to her website. It's called Match. Oh, no. It's called (laughs) friendofafriend.com. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Got it. Friendofafriend.com. Yeah. It's called Match.com. It's called (laughs) (laughs) It's better. Slash eHarmony. It is better than Uh, Match.com. Yeah, it is so much better. It's personal. It's friend of a friend. Anyway, guys, uh, please subscribe to our podcast. Rate, review, uh, tell your friends. All that good stuff. And until we get our website up and running, please check out smithsolomon.com. Smith and Solomon. Solomon is a leader in industrial training solutions. One of the many reasons to choose Smith & Solomon forklift and CDL training is their proven training programs. They have over 30 years of instruction and more than 40,000 graduates. That's smithsolomon.com. One day we'll have our own website, too. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, it's ASMR bonus time. Bonus time.